Hello, everyone, and welcome back to All Over the Place. I am your host, Eric Provoznik, and flying it solo today. Uh, just different things going on. Marty's still not feeling at his you know, 100%. Jim's on vacation with the family. But I'm, I'm still very excited to be uh, welcoming in our, our latest guest, uh, Brad Weissman, going to be stopping by, uh, described as a multipreneur. And uh, I had the chance to meet Brad recently and uh, really exciting guy. Glad, uh, pleasure to be having him come on. And also want to thank everybody for the listens so far on our latest episode, Mark Daly, whom we had in uh, earlier in the week and from Mark Daly and the Ravens and fantastic conversation with Mark and the response we've been getting so far has been nothing short of amazing. People uh, bopping on, uh, doing the download on that, and it's uh, it's humbling. And so, thank you very much, all the listeners out there for at uh, all over the place. We are, uh, as has been promised uh, since the end of last year, we are only getting warmed up with this little show and just growing our audience. It means a lot to me that uh, people that are tuning in. And do we even use tuning in anymore? Checking it out, downloading the, the podcast, lifting it, listening in on the live stream. But we've got a lot of great stuff coming up and it's and it's only getting better. Oh, yes. <laughs> so where did I get that from? Oh, yeah. Future so bright. Duh. So all the DJ, all these songs running through my head. So, yeah, it's uh, and uh, I once again want to thank Christine Leninger for jumping on board as our producer. That's been a huge asset to this show and uh, very grateful for that as well. And uh Thank you. Thank you again. I, uh, doomed to repetition sometimes, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been a fun ride so far and it's with people we have on tap. It just keeps getting better. Thank you. Thank you again for that. So, uh, and, uh, just a reminder that uh, we do have, uh, on the docket, uh, after Brad today, we'll be uh, welcoming in, uh, Josh Fleming from Vandaliers coming up in the next uh, few days. And after that, you know, the month of February, we're looking at uh, David Morrell, author of First Blood and uh, Creepers. And I just picked up uh, the uh, compendium of issues on which David worked uh, on the Wolverine saga for uh, for Marvel a few years ago. And it's uh, Always nice to see some new uh, new twists and turns takes on uh, the Wolverine character. So very excited to be uh, bringing Mark in. And let's see, we've got uh, Jacob Smith from uh, the Society Reader, I believe is the website. He's a uh, entertainment and movie columnist, bringing him in to our little uh, family here at all over the place. That's going to be fun. February just, uh, and we're getting invitations out to a bunch of other people. And if you're listening to us and you want to come on and promote something, Please get a hold of us. Uh, drop me a note here at Podbean. I'll get you in touch with Christine, our producer, and uh, always, always like helping people promote their projects. So, definitely, uh, thanks for listening, and, and uh, be glad to have you come on and help you help you do just that. Get the word out about what you're doing, and uh, we're always appreciative for listeners, and we want to help you get uh, get your projects up and get more people involved and interested in that stuff. So, yeah, it's. Uh, it's a good time here in 2023. So yeah, it's uh, again very humbling. I'm, I'm I'm glad to be here. I'm back doing the podcast, and it's so far so fun. Yeah. So uh, a little bit more on uh, uh, 
on Brad as we wait for him to uh, pop in and join us. He uh, recently started Media Pub Live, and it's a uh, satirical site and just one of those things. It's uh, the the best in fake news. You come to them, and uh, what I like about the site it, it is apolitical and just a bunch of fun. And he's got a, a great lineup of writers assisting him in the project, and uh, definitely you want to check that out. And let's see, I want to give you the right. Uh, Right, email address on that one or email address, the uh, site address, and that's at mediapub.live is where you want to go to check that out. And let's see. I think I, I hear someone amongst us. Who who, who happens to be in? Uh, oh, is that our producer? Is that Miss Leninger here? With yes, us? I am. I am hey, here. Hey. And I'm working on getting Brad on. So hopefully we'll make that happen in a minute here. Oh, I think the people just love to hear me babble and be appreciative. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that, uh, I don't know how much longer I could go on like that without, without getting overly repetitive. But uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> and as quickly as she comes on the air, <laughs> she disappears. Uh, yes, good times. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, Media Pub Live, it's just a, a, a very fun site, very funny site. Just, uh, you know, we've got uh, the latest one. You get your weekend horoscope. That's that's on tap. And it's, uh, you also have uh, Adam Goldberg talking. So you think you're left, you're, so you think you're left-handed. Uh, who, uh, also the Steven Seagal comeback. Do we really need a Steven Seagal comeback? I don't know. But you can read about that at Media Pub Live and uh, get to the bottom of, you know, why Adam Goldberg thinks it should or shouldn't be happening. And uh, now it looks like we have B-Dub here in, in the uh, soon-to-be-connected. And he's sitting in here in a, on our docket. And, oh, I think he may have done the pitfall of so many of our guests in, in this technological uh, landscape. Uh, he, uh, we, joining it, trying to join us via a laptop or... Or a desktop. Who uses desktops anymore? I, I guess I would if I if I had my had my druthers uh, and my my technological advances. I, I'm still stuck in probably 2003 with most stuff. But uh, we need uh, so hopefully soon to be connecting with, with Brad in uh, on the show here. And uh, he's entered the live studio. That's the important part. Hi, Brad. Uh, <laughs> hopefully we can we can get him on the air uh, sooner than later and to have him connect via his phone. And oh, he's saying that he's on. Yes, Brad, but are you connecting via your laptop or are you going via your phone? Ah, yes, he wants to be invited in one second here. Invitation accepted. Am I am I in? Am I in? You you are in the club. Oh my god, Welcome. oh my god, it's Eric Cotman. I'm so happy. <laughs> Happiness abounds here. So uh welcome, Brad, to our, our little uh neck of the woods here the, the fun sanity of all over the place and uh, I've, i was giving people the teaser on media pub live and just uh, going over some of the stories you've got up there now and uh, just to, for people who don't know about you uh you've been described as an inspirational remarkable and innovative go-getter not necessarily all in the same sentence but those are the, the buzzwords about you so tell us a little bit about yourself here and uh and you know just What's going on now with Media Pub Live? Yeah, I mean, so uh, I lived on the North Pole in uh, 1975, where I, I delivered presents, and that that went pretty well. But 
I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so um, I, I've been a bit of a serial entrepreneur. I mean, I've tried a lot of things. Um, I always tell people I'm batting like one and a half out of like 200. Um, and that's, I think, pretty typical uh, of most entrepreneurs. My start was honestly in 03. So I was a little later. I had a lot of ideas I worked on through college and post-college. But in 2003, um, I had an outdoor apparel company that I'd started with my business partner, Lee Loebman. And um, we went to the uh, Outdoor Retailer Trade Show, which is the biggest outdoor trade show in the country, or it used to be. Um, and I, I saw the founder of North Face give a, a lecture on um, how the outdoor industry had been changing. And when he left the building, nobody followed him out the door, and I did. <laughs> and I went up to him, and I actually said something probably more intelligent than I normally would. And I said, look, I don't, I don't want anything from you. I just, I just want your business card. There's a line of people who want things from you. Um, but I'd love your business card, and maybe you could ask, answer some questions I have because I don't even know what the heck I'm doing, although I've got an idea. And after a year of becoming uh, friends and really just really becoming friends more than business people, he ultimately uh, made a small investment in the business, but he also led me to a lot of interesting people. Ultimately, he, he led me to the big money that got the business going for my business partner and I. And we ran it for a couple of years. We were able to, I guess we'll call it a little bit less than break even, but it was uh, the start of a lot of other things that happened after that. Um, and then I don't want to make, make this too long here, but then the next piece was years later, a guy who was helping me with, with, with uh, the outdoor apparel company uh, named David Crookshank had a hockey skate company. Um, I, don't, I don't have a, a lot of knowledge about hockey, although I can skate reasonably well, but I'm not a hockey player per se. Um, very much a novice. And he asked me lots of questions as he was launching a hockey skate company. And I, I, I didn't start the company by any means. I, I really did whatever these guys asked me to do. So for about a year and a half, um, I helped them. And I, I literally did everything from clean the floor to, to do stuff that actually required a little bit of work with my brain. Um, and then um, that company actually got sold to Easton Hockey in 2010 or, so, or 2011 or so. And Dave ended up going to work for Easton for, uh, for quite a bit of time. But that's kind of where my path's going. And Media Pub Live is, is a new thing, and we, we can talk about that too. So, I mean, well, you, know, you know, right now we've got The Onion, of course, this is, the satirical websites are Babylon B. But both of those tend to be more, of, uh, have a political bent to them. Media Pub Live, apolitical, yeah. just just yeah. funny. So, I mean, in, in, a, in a crowded landscape out there right now with satirical sites, what what made you want to launch that and and just jump in with being sure. funny and and not political? Yeah, so it's kind of an interesting story. So um, about uh, well, I went when I went to college. There was a guy that I met in my class uh, my my senior year, and he had a month left of college. I barely knew him, named Matt Curret, and he said, "Boy, I've got a month that I need to get an apartment. I have nowhere to live. Can I live on your floor?" <laughs> I was like, "For two hundred dollars, you can live on my floor." So he lived on my floor, and he was hysterical. Um, we've kept in touch ever since, and we've made many prank phone calls together to people we do know and, and don't know. I don't know if he wants me to tell people that we do that, but we do. Um, and, and I just very quickly need to interject here, Brad. I hate to interrupt you, but I've been accused on here, and, and rightfully so. I'm a Penn. Penn State is, is my alma mater, and we have a lot of guests on the show are Penn Staters, and I've been described as a bit of a homer, but I've got to say right now, folks, we have with us, voluntarily, I did this because I care about my... I grew up in Ohio. I care about my, you know, the Buckeye brethren. And Brad is a graduate of Ohio State, 
or as they like to say, the Ohio State University. Yes. So, yes. yes but I just want to let people know that it is not all about homerism here. We reach out. doesn't matter where you go. It, well, maybe, it's ironic. Maybe Uni- University of Michigan, I, we, we may think twice about it, but I'm willing to listen. So, I, have yes, a, I have a Nittany Lion tattooed to my belly button. I don't know why, but I do. You lost a bet, didn't you? It <laughs> Anyways, uh, that, that's funny. Yeah, I'm a proud Buckeye for sure. And uh, I have, actually have some family that I, they're a lot younger than I am, but I, I've gotten to know them a little bit, but they did play for Ohio State. Uh, the Boren family, so Justin Boren, Zach Boren, Jacoby, all were Ohio State guys. Again, a lot younger than me, but I've heard getting to know them a little bit. And they're just wonderful, wonderful family. Uh, their mom is my cousin. She married her, their father, who played for Michigan for a period of time. So we're, we're big Buckeyes. Um, but getting back to what we were talking about before. So Matt and I, um, we stopped kind of reading the news for like two years and just joking about what was going on in the world. And we decided, well, let's just like, you know, kind of start a blog initially and just write funny stories that are not politically slanted or not uh, slanted uh, with a belief that may offend people, you know? So sure. um, we put it out there just kind of as a joke. It wasn't really supposed to be a business. This was a couple months ago. And once we got it up there, about three weeks into it, of just him and I doing the writing at the time, and we've got writers now on staff, um, we were generating like two, 4,000 organic people uh, visiting the site, you know, unique users. So it's truly two to 4,000 people daily. It's growing uh, by a couple hundred a day and has been since. Nice. So at that point, I, you know, I was like, you know, we, we have a business here. It's not simple, um, but we need to get some unique people involved. Um, so recently we have gotten some people that have done some work in Hollywood. Um, you can certainly go to our website at mediapub.live and learn about them. Um, but um, we have some real writers, more than Matt and I, uh, and it's uh, it's organically becoming something more than we thought. And, and, and right now we're still in the writing phase. And actually we have a, uh, right now we've got a soft launch. That website's gonna be completely different in about two or three weeks. Um, and it's gonna be more, um, this is gonna become a media company. I mean, the, the initial part of it is just written content. And the idea of it is honestly to divert people's attention from, I'm going to be blunter, the crap that's out there. I mean, the world has been in complete chaos uh, for a couple of years. And I, I don't know how much it's going to change, but I would think every morning if you wake up and you could laugh a little, that's a better way to start your day than reading the actual newspaper. So um, that's that's kind of where we're headed. Best medicine, absolutely. And it's, uh, God knows we need it. So it's, uh, and as you bring more people into your sphere, uh, like what, what kind of names have been attracted to you? And what, I also, and what kind of names have you gone after? It, has it just been well, sure. an so, easy flowing process of, wow, I like what you're doing, Brad. Can I jump in? Yeah, it's been a, a lot of luck. Um, there's another person involved in the company. She's been fairly busy with a lot of her own projects, but um, she, ultimately she'll she'll jump in some more named Yael Citro. Ironically, and I, I bring her name up because this is how I've gotten to some of these people, quite frankly. Um, I don't I don't know anyone in Hollywood. Um, if I do, it's by accident. I don't really know people there. Um, but Yael was friends with a guy named Rob uh, who who uh, did write for the John Stewart show and he wrote for Conan O'Brien. So she uh-huh. had introduced me to him and we became you know sort of friendly over the phone and some uh, um, and I basically said to him, look, I'd love to have you involved in some capacity. He's become a writer. Um, and, and he's out in LA still doing all kinds of other projects, but he's helping me with, with this, which is great. And then he introduced me to his buddy, um, uh, Jonathan, uh, Kesselman. I think that's his last name. I'm forgetting right now. Um, anyway, Jonathan Kesselman wrote the movie, the Hebrew hammer, which came out in the, God, that probably came out in the early two thousands, I think. Adam um, Goldberg is, classic. Absolutely. 
yes, yes, yes. It's hysterical. It's very, it's, it's actually, so ironically, when I got introduced to him, I was laughing because it's my favorite movie. I, I mean, it's one, the only movie that as an adult, I peed in my pants watching it. I, that actually happened. Um, and it's just such a funny we, movie. We so, can, you know, we don't judge here. We can admit whatever we want um, all over the place. We don't some people judge. Have COVID, some people get COVID. I have a problem keeping my pants dry. Um, but, uh, so both Rob and, and Jonathan are definitely, um, obviously they're, they're, these are pros. These are guys who've really done it and they're starting to kind of help me meet people uh, today. A name I can't, uh, release yet, but I've been in contact with, or about to be in contact with someone who's been on SNL. So, and it's just this cascading thing of people that are, are, are have this willingness to kind of help. So it's part of it is me finding people for sure. But a lot of it honestly is a little bit of luck in people being, uh, who willingly are willing to introduce me to people. I mean, in, in some cases, I don't won't all go somewhere, but what's happening is there's a glut of creative people out there. Some are well-known and they, they really want to be busy and the world has changed their careers even a little bit. So mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I've got this platform that they can work with me on and still get out there. And, you know, my numbers aren't probably big enough for people that are truly famous, but it's not a bad place to start. And it's not a bad place for um, a, an up and coming uh, comedian or comic to, to, to work on our platform because as our numbers grow, their career just might grow and they're building their portfolio. Excellent. And, and I'm trying, that's one of the things that struck me when I had the chance to meet you uh, last week and the altruistic nature that you want to take with this, with whatever you do. Yeah. I, I, I love that about, about your personality and just what has inspired you to so, want to just give back more than you're taking yeah. in. Sure. Well, there, there's two things. There's one, I mean, I grew up in a household where I, I mean, my dad wasn't like Bill Gates or something like that, but he would do nice things for people. And you could just, you know, you could define what that means. It could be giving time or maybe doing work for someone that couldn't afford it. So he was always like a really good person. I saw that my whole life, um, you know, in, in our home, my sisters are, are wonderful people. They do a lot of nice things. And I've got one sister who's a nurse, which obviously is a very, you know, giving, not necessarily altruistic, but you know, you're, you're doing something that's good for other people. And then my mm -hmm. other sister, uh, my twin sister works with uh, special education students. People have severe autism and she's helping them, you know, figure out a better way to do ba the basic things in life. Um, you know, and my mom and dad always were imposing, you know, good values. But uh, later on in life, when I had that outdoor apparel brand, um, the second main investor was a guy named Jack Stone, who was really an interesting guy. Uh, Jack owned the soccer brand Umbro and sold it in the 90s. And uh, I got introduced to him by Hap. Um, I, I might, don't quote me, but I think happened, Jack, they may have crossed paths at Stanford, or maybe they knew each other through some type of network within Stanford. Ultimately, Jack was the, the, really the, the, the financial steroid to the business. And one time I was in Jack's office when I probably wasn't supposed to be there. And he had a map of Latin America on his desk and he was like circling things. And I went in there and I'm it's like, he's like, you don't really need to be in it right now. And I'm like, well, what is that? He's like, well, you know, don't talk about it, but it's a map of Latin America and I, I buy condominiums for people that are, you know, these, these third world parts of the world in Latin America or places or locations in Latin America. And he was building like these condos, but he wasn't tying his name to any of it. And I thought, wow, that that's, that's real one. It's, it's an amazing, nice thing that he's doing, but the fact that he's not saying, oh, I want my name to be on this or that. So people know I'm doing this. I thought, well, that, that's what I want to do. <laughs> like if I'm going to go do something, wouldn't I do it? Cause I just want to do it. Or do I have this motivation that I need everybody to know that I did it. And I don't want anybody to know what I do. I just want to go do it. So 
media pub live we're, we're ways away from you know being able to say we can donate all kinds of money and, and do all kinds of great things but as we get there uh, matt and i um uh, matt kurt there's another matt involved named matt miller matt and i have this big idea to to do that to to look at um opportunities of uh, uh less fortunate parts of the world and uh be able to parlay some of that profit into those places but we don't want our name on it i mean if people find out about it that's great but we're certainly not going to be plastering our name on anything that's just not Matt and I just don't work that way. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing kind of thing. Exactly. exactly. And, you know, uh, I described you at the top of the show as well as a multrapreneur. <laughs> and, you know, and, and as someone who is, you know, uh, had his hand in so, uh, a lot of different different businesses and, and, and great product. And I'm thinking of that, uh, the Schwala. Yeah, yeah. The, the so, that you I, I, admittedly, like, you know, um, by no means am I, I'm not like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, a Mark Cuban. I've never done anything like those guys, but I've tried so many things and some of them I still think are great ideas. I mean, when I was, uh, I'll give you an example. I'll take you through some of the ideas that didn't go anywhere, which I still think are great ideas. Um, when I was uh, in college, uh, a good friend of mine named Jay, although this was all his idea, he's a very uh, successful entrepreneur. Um, we used to, he said, you know, maybe we can, at the time, uh, the uh, uh, headquarters of the company, the uh, Limited, which is based in Columbus, Ohio, mm -hmm. owned, a brand called, owned a brand called Structure, which was a men's clothing store. Um, and it was kind of like the Gap, but I think it was mostly for men. But the idea was, why don't we wear Structure t-shirts like underneath the basketball hoop during the Ohio State games? And then every time the camera gets there, we're going to get on camera, you know, and they're going to get advertised. So we put this, you know, this, this little presentation together. We sent it to... Um, the marketing folks at, at the limited, they, they debunked it, but they saved money. They thought it was a cool idea. So then, you know, a few years later, I, I come out of college and, and, you know, like a lot of people, you're working jobs. You're not even sure if you want to do what you're doing at the time. So Jay knew that I wasn't happy doing what I was doing. And he said, I have an idea for you. This was his idea, not mine called Encore Productions, which was, we realized that, um, people go to the airport and they're going to buy a people magazine and they, they spend whatever $5 on it. Why not take the older issues that aren't that old package them together? Cause they're not that time sensitive. And for a dollar, you get four magazines at the counter. And so I, I got on a plane, I flew out to New York. I talked to a couple of different uh, publishers, some, some pretty major ones. I, I can't remember which ones, but they were major publications like Rolling Stone, I think might've been one of them. Um, and what I learned in that experience is actually what they do is when the magazines get old, they, they actually, I think they either tear them up or they send them back somewhere, but you, they don't want to recirculate them, uh, mm -hmm. which, I thought, which I thought was interesting. Cause I mean, it's like people magazine a month late, isn't that late. I mean, people are still going to read it. So that one didn't work. Um, when I was in business school, which is around that same time, um, we had another idea, which was uh, me and my buddy, Matt Siegel, my buddy Iqbal was his name. And another guy, I think it was just the three of us, uh, Golf simulators were becoming kind of big then. And we thought, well, why not put golf simulators at airports? So you're waiting to get on a plane and there's a golf simulator, you're hitting a ball and maybe you get some of the manufacturers involved. So while you're hitting this brand new Titleist driver, um, you, before you leave, yeah, I kind of want to buy it. Oh, well, really? Well, while you're here, Titleist gives us this manufacturer's coupon. You can use it and save money. And the problem with that one was the cost of real estate to rent or lease in an airport is a fortune. And, and you need to know some pretty hire up people to get that space. You can't just get it. It's not that simple. So, I mean, I could talk about a lot of other ideas, but you know, I, I tried a skateboard company with some, I've had a lot of them. I mean, I probably too many to name, but, but that's the impotence to just like to keep going because what you learn is, and Hap taught me this uh, through one of his books actually, which, but I, I, I read it, but we've talked about it a lot is understanding the importance of being able to fail forward. 
So it's, it's okay to, when I say fail, fail could be defined a lot of ways. Um, I don't think I failed in all those. I just was never able to drive revenue and take care of a family on those kind of projects. But the fact is, is I didn't stop. I, it actually made me hungrier. And uh, the big thing I want to add to this, and then we'll, we'll move on here, is the best thing someone can do to me or other entrepreneurs really are uh, relentless. Don't believe in them. Because when you do that, you will just fuel them to go do it. I mean, in my case, I have a lot of non-believers. I've had lots of friends, good friends, say to me, um, you're, you're dreaming pie in the sky. Or, or I had one friend who called me a poser. Like, like I'm not a real entrepreneur. I'm a poser. And I, I, you know, that's, that's a junk because posers don't do stuff. They just talk about it. I'll try stuff. I mean, I'll do stuff. It doesn't mean it'll happen or work, but at least I'm out there trying and you just can't stop. You know, if you believe in yourself, why not believe in what you're going to do? Right. And that, I mean, I, that reminds me when I was uh, working at a school for at-risk kids, these kids are just like, well, I'm just, that didn't go right for me. I'm going to go and I'm just going to screw off again. I mean, like, no, that's what they want you to do. They're expecting you to do that. What you want to do, and, and I know from experience, nothing feels better, or few things feel better than proving somebody wrong. It's the best. It's and the best. Do, do, and, and take that fuel. And what, what, what did, uh, what did uh, Matt Dillon's character say in, uh, in singles? All this negativity just makes me stronger. Well, it's true. I mean, I would say that in my case, and, and I, I mean... I'm not mad about it, but I have a lot of non-believers still do, you know, and, and, uh, it's just made me like, say, I, you can do it all you want because at the end of the day, I am going to do it. Ultimately, I am going to succeed and no, I'm not going to stuff it in someone's face. I don't have to, cause I, I know that I did it. They're going to find out about it one way or another. It won't matter. And it's not so much redemption, but it kind of is in its own way. Um, I'm not a mean spirited person. So those non-believers, a lot of them are still my friends. I don't have a problem with it. That that's okay. You know, it, it might look sort of foolish, to see someone who hasn't made it. Cause you know, at the end of the day, and I was talking about this with Christine Leninger, who I know, you know, um, that Vaguely familiar with her work. Yeah. 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 She's an interesting Wank. person. Boy, yeah, she, she just <laughs> talks so much. Um, <laughs> oh, she decides to unmute now. Oh, great. <laughs> well, if you're going to talk about me, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to pay oh, no, for no, that no, one later. That's good. There's some, uh, I always say this, Christine, we're talking about this, that until you've made it, and I guess you could define how you've made it, right? There's a lot of ways to define it, but until people, think you're successful. And usually that's a monetary thing. You're like the village idiot. And, and all of a sudden, like once you do something kind of right, you're like this Adonis and, and everyone's, you're, you're like the uh, authority figure because you did something right once out of like, and no one knows a thousand times. And so I, I find it laughable because people don't realize how much success you have when you haven't made the fact that you're out there trying while you're making no money hey, that's a level of success that few people will do because I have lots of friends who have a lot of great ideas they talk about and they never do a thing with them. So, you know, nothing against them, but there's nothing courageous about having an idea that you do nothing with. That's pathetic. We, we, we have basically based all over the place on that for the time being. So I understand. I have this to say, there's nobody better at earning no income than me. Okay, find somebody. I want to find them. <laughs> I, I see your challenge and the gauntlet is down. So, uh, it's, but it's, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, as long as you're moving forward, that's the important part. You move well, no, no, in, in reality, I'm being a bit facetious. Um, I, you just, you know, I, obviously all of us, a lot of entrepreneurs, um, we all are doing something where we're making money to survive. And then ultimately one or two things hits, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm one and a half for about like, a, you know, God knows how many things that I've thrown out there, but um, but I'll never stop because I like the challenge. And I think that for me personally, I mean, I work best 
in situations of chaos and where things have to be done very quickly. Um, you know, some people don't like that. It's, it takes a special stomach for it. It's taken me a good, you know, 20 years of trying a lot of crazy things to build that. I, it wasn't always like that. I certainly didn't grow up in a home. My dad was an attorney and as conservative as they come. I mean, you know, I, you know, if someone painted the wall a black or white, he'd be like, that, that might be a little bit too much for me. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's a pretty plain colors, dad. Um, so, you know, but I, I, I've always been a little bit, you know, uh, I guess a little bit emotionally eccentric. I mean, I don't live an eccentric life, but I love trying and doing stuff and, and kind of leveraging um, my, my high energy guy. You know, I get a lot of crap for that. I'm often misunderstood. I mean, I know there's people like that think I'm crazy. I'm not. I just, I'm a happy guy. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. Positivity trumps negativity. Please. <laughs> I and and I, I, I will quote, quote the, the great perp, the purple Yoda from Minnesota Prince positivity. Have you had your plus sign today? I love it. I love it. Yes. I, I did want to share one, one story I meant to talk about before. And I think it's a good one because it, it talks about a little bit about failure. Um, well, not completely, but I, I told Christine about it. And I know she wanted me to tell the story cause it's a good one. Um, well, she's I, live I, right I, now. Maybe she, you, yes or no, Christine. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell the story. <laughs> Damn it. I was hoping you'd say no. Damn it. So, oh um, no, please stop. Tell it, tell it. All right. I'm, right, I'm going to tell it. <laughs> two against one. What am I going to do? Um, so, uh, when I, when my business partner, Lee and I started, um, the outdoor brand Shuala, um, our largest investor eventually pulled out. It, it's because he just wasn't making his money back as fast as he wanted to, which is fine. I mean, it was his money and it was, you know, it was his decision. And, and we, obviously we were you know not happy about it, but we, we had no choice. And so that same week, um, I'd just gotten married, so I had to call my wife up and tell her that I no longer had a business, and I didn't really know what the hell I was going to do. Um, and gratefully, uh, or luckily, she just said to me, don't worry, we'll figure it out, which was like the best answer at the time anybody could have had. Um, my dad said to me, you need to get your resume together and go get a job. Um, and that same week, I was supposed to go to Ohio State. I got an alumni award. Like, you know, this is like, you know, like, oh, like, you're successful, write us checks kind of award is what I call it. But it was still cool. And I'm supposed to go to Ohio State and talk about all this great stuff I'm doing, but I, I had no job and no business. So my 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 twin sister, uh, Melissa, who I'm married to at the time we were dating, we and my mom, we went to Columbus and my other brother-in-law, Bob, came. And I get up to speak and I couldn't think of what to say, really, because I, 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 didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do next. And so there was a quote, um, a Rudyard Kipling quote that someone gave to me many years ago when I was going through a tough time in my life. And it was, uh, if you keep your head up while all others about you, you are losing theirs, then you're a man, my son. So I recited that quote. I held my, my arm up and I said, and today I got to be a man. And, and nobody really <laughs> knew what I meant by that, which was, was it's more like, how the hell am I going to make a living? I, I've been spending the last like you know, couple of years you know, enamored in trying to start something on my own, which doesn't translate into, you know, corporate people don't care that I did that. At least back then they didn't. Um, but the point of it was, is like, it still didn't stop me. I mean, and, and I, I didn't lose anything, you know, from a monetary standpoint so much, but I lost my mind that year because I was like, I, I really thought my business partner, Lee and I were, we were onto something. And I think we were, I think we had some more money put in the bank, but that's here nor there. It's the past. Um, but the point is, uh, it's just a funny thing because it was like the same week that I'm getting, that I got married or so. I lost my business, so essentially I lost my job and lost my mind. And then I'm supposed to go to Ohio State and tell people that I'm like this, like this smart, successful guy. And I was at that point, it was more like I give it a figure how to make money, even if it's working at a gas station. <laughs> so, and and you have not written a country song about this yet. I have two country songs out. Uh, I've won one uh, a CMA award that was last year for the first one. The second one, I 
Yeah, I haven't released that one. I'll tell you about it. it. It's just wait, you're, you're waiting on that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I, and you know, as we uh, as we wind things down here uh, on OAOTP, uh, you know, I, I wanted to uh, have you leave us because I, your positivity is infectious, and I, I want you to describe for for our listeners, if you would, Brad, your proudest achievement so far in your serial entrepreneur, your multipreneur life. Yeah, I would say, I would say the, big, the biggest thing. Honestly, there's two things. One. Um, and I, and I don't say this, that I did this alone. I mean, my business partner, Lee, did this with me. So this is a shared achievement, and I have to mention his name. I don't take credit for stuff I didn't do. We were able to get someone from a very large brand willing to put a little bit of money into us and give us their time. And and it's like, I was nobody. I mean, nobody owed me anything, you know? It wasn't like I had this uh, track record that I deserved anything from anyone. So that's one. The other is, you know, I... I uh, I sort of look back, um, my dad was pretty hard nosed um, and not so much a, hey, good job, bread kind of guy, you know? I mean, I mean, he, he said he was uh, proud of me in other ways, but I, 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 I kind of remember this in the back of my head at that Ohio State thing, even though in spite of the, the, the situation I was in, I remember him and he passed away in 08, but I remember him kind of looking at me like, boy, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of him. You know, I mean, look, 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 he can, he can do this. Um, and it's like, you know, uh, there's something to knowing that the person who doesn't say much, who just looked at looks at you the right way or looks at you the right way is almost better than their words. Um, so that that's a, a, a very proud moment. And then the last thing, I know I'm talking about a bunch of things there. Um, <laughs> I don't know how funny I am, but my mom's hysterical. And I would say that like a lot of my humor, my mom's pretty uh, uh, cynical. You know, she kind of says things and doesn't necessarily laugh at what she says, but it's often very funny. And, uh, and I'm, I'm proud that my mom kind of gave me that. And also, uh, I'm proud that my mom gave me a, a soft underbelly. My dad was a little bit tougher, although he was a very compassionate, sympathetic, empathetic person. But my mom was like a very, is still a very warm person and she's still alive. And so I'm grateful and proud of those kind of things. Nice. Well, certainly awesome having you here on all over the place. Thanks for taking time out today to talk with us, Brad. And it's, uh, I'm looking forward to media pub growing and growing and you're welcome to come back anytime and tell us to talk about the progress of it and anything else that's going on in your brain because the, posit uh, no, the mean, positivity it, it, is infectious yeah i'd say the only thing going on in my brain is um there's two pizza places i like in town <laughs> i'm just trying to figure out which one i want to eat at because one is like too thick and i get a stomach ache the other one's so thin and i don't feel like i ate anything can can the audience help me <laughs> The, the, the host will help you because I just finished it off uh, some leftover some lunch yesterday. And it's going to, it's an, another nice thing about Ohio here, people, Northwest Ohio, Southeast Michigan pizza chain, Marco's pizza. Uh, and, uh, beautiful. And Christine beautiful. will vouch for that one too. So uh, yeah, I would say one. that's one where that's one that's like, uh, it's sort of like, it's like the word hello, you know I mean? It's just a kind of a household thing. Um, They've so, got a location down here in Mesa. I'll bring it to the next pizza party. It's on me. I, I got. I love. I, got it, it I love. It. This was a blast, guys. I appreciate everything. Well, thank you again, Brad, for stopping by, and uh, look forward to talking to you again. Awesomeness. Thank you. All right. Thank from the Ohio State University, everyone. Brad Weissman here on all over the place. Thanks as always for tuning in, listening in, and uh, we'll be back with you with a new show soon. Take care, everybody. <laughs>